Hi, this is a quick update. Since we published the last episode of Cannabis Cowboys in March 2023, there have been a few developments in the story and we wanted to share that with you. But first, we'd like to thank you for your emails. We really appreciate your kind words and the many interesting leads and tips we've received. Second, we're happy to announce that Cannabis Cowboys is now a bilingual podcast. We just launched this series in German, so if that's your preferred language, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. The one thing we didn't put in German is the name. We're still Cannabis Cowboys. So, there have been developments in the Juicy Fields case. One thing that puzzled us back in March was the fact that the Juicy Fields website was still online and still appeared to be selling cannabis plants. It seemed that despite an international police investigation, it was business as usual at Juicy Fields. But then in June this year, the juicyfields.io website did change. It still advertised plants, but you couldn't buy any. They were sold out, whatever that means. Because, as you'll remember, if you caught the original series, our research showed there never were any plants to begin with. Whatever it was, the people behind the Juicy Fields website were still out there. Remember, back in episode one, we were at a cannabis conference in Barcelona and we talked about their extravagance, the fast cars, the bling-bling? Well, there was a big cannabis conference in Berlin in June this year. And there they were again. They had the nerve to park a Lamborghini in Juicy Fields colors right in front of the venue, as though nothing had happened. No investigation, no defrauded investors. We know that the people behind Juicy Fields love Lambos and luxury. But we had to ask ourselves, what were they trying to achieve with this Lamborghini flex? Were they trying to say, we never went away, we are untouchable? Or were they just out to advertise for new customers? We don't know the answer to that. All we know is that some people in the Juicy Fields universe don't like our work and that they have tried to stop the Cannabis Cowboys podcast. You might have realized that some parts of episode 6 had to be beeped. One of the people mentioned in episode 6 was unhappy about our reporting and obtained an injunction from a regional court in Germany. That's ongoing, so we can't say a lot. But we are confident that we can convince the court that our reporting is factually correct, whenever a date for a court hearing is set. Besides attempts to stop this podcast with lawyers, there have also been attempts to attack us personally, possibly to intimidate us. This sounds a little scary, and sorry, we cannot go into details here. But it has shown us that our investigation touched a nerve somewhere. In episode 8 of Cannabis Cowboys, we introduced you to a man named Anders. He's a whistleblower who told us that Juicy Fields was set up and controlled by one man and his cronies in the Russian city of St. Petersburg. Well, since that episode came out, we've learned that German police may also be following the same Russian lead. And, as we said in the episode, they seem to believe that Juicy Fields was not only a huge investor scam, but possibly also a tool for money laundering. This is Ina Kinder, a public prosecutor in Berlin, 
who is in charge of the Juicy Fields investigation in Germany. The hot lead is that Russians are probably behind it, at least behind the fraud, and that there is probably also a money laundering network somewhere. Kinder has told us that investigators have identified possible perpetrators, but that they are not ready to press charges yet. In one aspect, Kinder's version of the events differs from what we reported in Cannabis Cowboys. Anders, the whistleblower, told us that the whole operation was masterminded by only a handful of people. Prosecutor Kinder believes the organization must be bigger than that. I can't imagine that this is a small network. There will be many people behind it. The way this was set up, the way the money was moved with all the different countries and banks, it's safe to assume that it's organized crime. When we produced the podcast in early 2023, nobody in German law enforcement was willing to talk on the record. Now they're pointing directly to organized crime in Russia and money laundering. So we feel that's a sign that they are confident about their assessment. Or maybe they are just fans of cannabis cowboys. Or maybe they realize the dimensions of the scam and how important it is to solve this case. Investigations are ongoing in several countries. In August, police in Austria said they estimated the damage from the Juicy Field scam could amount to 400 million euros. Ina Kinder, the German prosecutor, shares this assessment, but says it could be even more. It's not often that you see a scam this big. And whether the 400 million is where it ends, who knows? Austrian police have also said they had arrested a suspect, an Austrian national, according to local media reports. The man is said to have been instrumental in organizing the Juicy Fields business in Austria, Germany and Switzerland. At the time of this recording, Austrian law enforcement had not filed charges against the suspect and they have declined to be interviewed for this podcast. As far as we know, this has been the only arrest in the Juicy Fields case so far, more than a year after thousands of investors became victims of the scam and lost their money. So what are the chances that victims will recover at least some of their money? Not good, says German prosecutor Kinder. She told us police were able to seize only a little over 4 million euros from Juicy Fields accounts in Europe. If you take an estimated damage of 400 million euros and look at how little has been seized, that just won't help much. Lars Olofsson, a Swedish lawyer that we interviewed for the podcast, is trying a different approach by setting up class action lawsuits against individuals and companies that facilitated the Juicy Field scam. For example, in Olofsson's view, not ours, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and Instagram. But Olofsson hasn't had much luck yet. So far, two Swedish courts have rejected his case. He and his more than a thousand clients will now have to wait for the Swedish Supreme Court to overrule the lower court's decision. And right now, that looks highly unlikely. 
But while Olofsson may have hit a dead end for now, it's clear that the Juicy Field saga is not over yet. This case is far from closed. And we're not sure whether it will ever be closed or whether the people behind it will ever be brought to justice. But we're still on the case and looking for new leads. So if you've got something relevant to share, write us at CannabisCowboys at DW.com. And if there are any major updates regarding Juicy Fields, we'll keep you posted here at Cannabis Cowboys. In English and now also in German, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>